Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing in this October weather? I'm doing great. It's nice and hot. It is hot. Yeah, it's the hot here in Ontario, baby. All parts of Ontario. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a very big province. It's a different weather, I'm sure, everywhere. Um, it's good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying myself. I've been mostly in a t-shirt today. Well, well, yeah, I think I've been rocking. I'm still in shorts, too. Like, uh, Pardon me, sir. It's going to take some time for me to get out of those. Let me say, I'm pretty comfortable in the sweat short now in my pandemic lifestyle. Uh, but yeah, things are good. Uh, we know this is our last off-season Funhouse episode. We will be starting season nine next week because the NBA season is starting next Wednesday. So here we go, Fred. Here we go. Thank you, everyone, for the support. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we are a Raptors, like hardcore fan podcast, but we're also comedians and sometimes we have analysts. You know, we know some stuff, Mm -hmm. but also we're not like top of the line. (laughs) But um, hey, hey, we're we're close to top of the line, you know. Um, But yeah, you know, we have a good time, uh, and uh, I'll I'll describe the pod a little bit later. But you know, Maddie, if people want to help us out, if they want to like you know foster some growth, how are they going to do that? You can go to our website, dunkspodcast.com. We have all the links there for you. You can go to the Sonar Network. That is our podcast network that we are a part of. And, you know, you can click on the guest names in our show descriptions if you want to see what other episodes that they've done on our show as well as others on the network. It's pretty cool that our network has, you know, their own website for all our guests. It's pretty pretty nice. So there's that you can do. You can also go to our Patreon if you'd like to help support us. We've already been starting to think of some new ideas for some extra content that might be worth paying for. Um, Freddie and I have got something that we've been talking about that we'll We'll bring up on the first episode of season nine next week. And, you know, it is getting a little bit colder. The toques are not sold out quite yet. That's right. So why don't you get in contact with us and we can get one of these anti-age toques on your head ready to go for this winter. That's right. You can also get some of our uh, hot sauce. Oh, we'll be officially on sale uh, quite shortly. $12 a bottle. Uh, Nick's Arena Rock. We, 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 we know Nick likes to, you know, play that guitar and yeah. play it hard. So, yeah, he goes through um, a lot of strings. That guy breaks a oh, lot you of better strings. Believe it. Yeah, <laughs> callous fingers. No worries. <laughs> um, this is, uh, yeah, it's a really good pod. We have Catherine Niker on. Uh, we have Jordan Foisy on. Both amazing comedians, hilarious people, good writers too. Yeah, and uh, lots of good, you know, Raptors takes. Uh, again, yeah, uh, we talked about Ben Simmons because I feel like that's just uh, has to happen. Uh, these days we talked about Kyrie. Yeah. Um, we talked about rebranding the preseason and we talked about like teams. We don't know how to read right now, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say but, that, you know, we talked about it at the end of the episode, but we might as well give them a little plug off the beginning. You know, uh, Jordan has a new album out called friend daddy on all the platforms. If you want to download it and listen to it, he's a super funny guy. I once saw him, you know, MC a wedding in Sault Ste. Marie and I was dying. And Catherine Niker, of course, on the podcast all the time, doing a live taping of her, her album coming up, right? Go yeah. to comedybar.ca, book those tickets, get in the audience, give her some laughs. Maddie. See that's a that's a pros pro right there. You know? <laughs> I was I was gonna carry on, but Maddie's like, let's give these folks the goddamn info. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, yeah. So so with that said, you know, we talked about a bunch of cool stuff. Um, again, you know, thank you so much, everyone who's supporting the pod. And yeah, I think before we get rolling here, I'll just say that uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police, stop Asian hate, 
and um, email your city councilors. Uh, we just had an election, but we're going to have more coming up. So um, let them let them know what is important to you. And uh, yeah, let's kind of you know keep making noise. And Maddie, uh, yeah, you know if if you feel like we're good to go, uh, why don't you give me those uh, those sweet delicious words? Okay. My goodness, here we go. COD 217 uh, with two of my good friends. You know, Raptors preseason's happening. The season's just around the corner. I'm jacked uh, and I'm excited about a bunch of stuff, you know, wondering about other stuff. But uh, yeah, let's let's bring these guests on. Um, it's been a, a little while since he did it last, maybe a couple months. Uh, hilarious dude, wicked stand-up, um, basketball nut. I mean, I, I feel like, in recreational basketball with him, I know that he's broken a bone, I think perhaps twice. So he's a hardcore. Um, yeah, I don't know why I brought that specific injury history up. So sorry <laughs> if it triggered him. But uh, yeah, uh, right around this hour, um, just an incredible stand up. And um, yeah, uh, I can't say anymore. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Jordan Foise. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Did you injure yourself twice? Yeah, only one. <laughs> I broke, injured myself twice. I chipped the bone in my finger this summer, and then like three years ago, I broke my foot on your brother's foot. Yes. <laughs> See, I feel like I, 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 when I was saying it, I started questioning myself. I was like, okay, Freddie, is this ADD or, you know, is the bone is the, it was the bone splinter on the f- on the finger that I'm like, is that what does that qualify? You know, I wouldn't count that one. It's too much because I, I didn't really. It didn't really slow me down, you know. Yeah, no, you're 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 PJ just, Tucker out there for sure. Yeah, I just had to tape it up. I just had to tape it up. I was running around. I was I was getting a lot of deflections. The shot went to hell, but uh, man, my deflections went way up. Yeah, I was getting the arms out. Hey, Nurse would have been proud. I had a weird finger thing once that lasted for like two years because of basketball. So, uh, you know, I'm sure yes. I won't regret that later. No. <laughs> We're just filling up the ICUs with our sprained knees. Oh yeah, as, as is all right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's bring on guest number two, uh, so we can get to get to talking raps ball. Um, she's amazing. You know, I do uh, the the pickup WNBA podcast with her. Um, she's uh, also written for this hour. Um, I wrote for the the new Mark Critz show. Um, is writing for a bunch of stuff. It was a great stand-up. It's about to do her album taping, um, which uh, you know when this comes out, it will be. Uh, I'm going to let her plug it so I don't mess it up. Uh, she's incredible. She's hilarious. Please give it, please make some massive noise, even if you're home alone, for Catherine Niker. is is like you really got to be one of like the five people who watch this on youtube to really get the intros fully (laughs) you know what i mean like you really got to soak this in visually yes uh and that's just a free plug for this show (laughs) that is also available on youtube and if it isn't then i did that for no reason yeah. No, it is certainly on YouTube, but we were okay. dancing way before it was on YouTube, you know, so I feel Fair. like there was a lot, a lot of practice and um, Catherine has really yeah. warmed up to her song over the uh, you know, sure. episode she's been on. Yeah, because yeah, I started off being like, look, this intro is like a little too cool for me. And now I'm just like, I'm fully in. I'm fully. I'm yeah. all in. I, think I, I, I made it uncool by yeah. by embracing it. <laughs> And if you tune in, you can see me getting like kind of OCD about which way my head is tilting. And I'll, I'll yeah. always be adjusting it throughout the show. So no, that's, that's hype. That's, that's yeah. hype. <laughs> tune in for that. Um, yeah, come check it out. Let's just get going here and uh, talk some some Raptors ball. Uh, Maddie, good sir, I know you're back there. Uh, would you please, if you don't mind, give me your most delicious sounding Raptors sting. Bobby you know, um, when I, you know, the flyby of the mic and I made the weird sting noise, 
I got a face from Catherine because she's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> to be truthful, I don't really know. But uh, I, I am uh, excited to, to talk Raptors with you guys. And um, let's, let's go to you first, Catherine. And uh, I know, you know, we all take uh, our different approach to the preseason. Some people just like totally don't care. Um, I just obsessively watch it because I watch everything. But um, yeah, you know, from from Twitter, from actually watching the games, from, you know, the stats, what's your take so far in the preseason? Like what stood out to you? Um, we finally have like a real like front court presence after so long, you know, like it's been great to see Precious Achua and Kim Birch. Um, I swear to God, like if Aaron Baines was still in this team, I, like, I don't know if I'd be here. Like, honestly, it was <laughs> yeah. just like, it, it was, was so bad. It was so bad. It's just nice to have a real NBA team again. And uh, no, but really, like, it's been good to, to see them. I'm really impressed with Precious. And uh, it's also been really nice to see like OG and Obi have a bigger role. And that's mm-hmm. also like partly because of injuries right now and stuff, too. But like, I'm really excited to see uh, OG uh, kind of take it up a notch this year. Yeah, uh, you know, totally agree with all those points. I feel like when we saw Kim um, and I guess Freddie Gillespie last year, it still felt like such a wildly big upgrade over Baines. (laughs) (laughs) And now that I know, I feel like every podcast, like it's becoming, I feel like poor Baines is like, it's like the, there's like, he's like a newer Bargnani because Bargnani caused deeper pain. Yeah. But Baines was there at a time when things were already bad and he made yeah. them much worse. And yes. I he, was feel like a, like, he was like haunting us. He was, he was like some kind of yeah. curse. He might as well have been a bag of locusts that got <laughs> yeah. to you. Like it was like a curse to have this man. It was wild. Yes. If he was like Bargnani, what product would he be selling? Like if, if Bargnani was, what was Bargnani like? Honestly, maybe like you know how like bag of locusts. That's what he's selling. I feel like he's. I was going to suggest some like wild meat wrap or something. Oh, that's not bad. Like gas station jerky, maybe. Yeah, like some sort of Australian weird meat wrap. I was going to say a pressure washer for a deck. (laughs) (laughs) No, he no. What Baines is slinging? Baines is slinging like like. Vegemite for hardcore Aussies. Oh, like, Vegemite. This Vegemite's not even tasty. And everyone yeah. else is like, wait, it's already awful. It's like, this is even worse. Yeah, this is this. And the ad is him popping out of a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're going hard. We're really isolating oh, our Australian man. listeners. Um, <laughs> and I looked, I looked at the geo map, Matt. We got some. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, honestly, I'm sorry, mate okay <laughs> he did go through he was ranked on, it's like it's it's kind of crazy because like ben simmons is talking about like how badly he was treated by the philadelphia fans and he doesn't want to play in front of them anymore mm. but it's like good lord were we mean to aaron baines <laughs> oh you're horrible i you know what and baines also listen let's move on from baines but i like baines he had a good career um, yeah. And he did a lot of good things, and he wasn't the solution for us. Yeah. But uh, Precious is amazing. Kem, yes. you know, just came back from from COVID, but he, you know, you looked. Uh, I thought okay, um, but I think we're big. We're, we're a huge Ooh. team, and I think when we you know went up against the Sixers, it was kind of like whoa Drummond and whoa Embiid. But then you know you're seeing against Boston and Houston, it's like oh Christian Wood. You know, um, Williams, Horford, they might be, you know, best our bigs in a different way, but they're not going to bully them in any way. And I think, like, like, we're a big, strong team. But sorry, sorry, yeah, give me a say, I was just going to say, like, who, who, other than Embiid and Drummond, like, I don't even know what centers are out there that'll be, like, like, I'm obviously Jokic, but OG weirdly can guard Jokic sometimes. And Jokic, he's not a plotting big yeah. man center. Like I think, yeah. I think the whole okay, this is going to be just just follow me here for a sec. I think the whole weird Baines thing was that having a stopgap center actually did make sense, but it just blew up in our face so so hard. Yes. But where the game's going, 
you kind of, it's like running back in the NFL. It's like, it's going to be split minutes for, for bigs for the most part, unless you have a superstar big, you know, like Carl Anthony Towns or something, but even still he, he needs help on D but Catherine, sorry. I feel like you were going to chime in. No, just that like most of the best centers are in the Western conference. Like you think about Jokic and Anthony Davis and all that, like really like, you know, I mean, there's Brooke Lopez, I mean, Giannis is the thing that's going to give you trouble, but it's, you know, the center position is Brooke Lopez, Bam and Abayo. I mean, you know, and then, of course, Embiid. So it's like, yeah, there's some teams that are going to give you trouble in that spot. But in the Eastern Conference, not that many. Totally. Vucevic? Is Vucevic even a center? I don't even remember. I'm sorry. He is, but like, you know. Yeah, he is. Okay, so I didn't just make that up. And, And like Bam, you know, is the size of Precious. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, Brooke Lopez hangs it at the three point line. So I think like it's uh, as far as guys that are going to back you down, like yeah. Anthony Davis doesn't even he faces most people up and he's just a problem <laughs> for anyone, period. But, OK, uh, you know, yeah. the set, the center point is, I think, you know, it was great, Catherine, because we're, we're going off in a million directions. But like Jordan, I'm, I'm curious, like, do you have any because, you know, we were talking earlier about Trent and stuff, but oh, yeah. I know you're going back and forth. Like, yeah, is there good so, or bad anything that's standing out? Okay, so this is bad. I got a bad thing. Ooh. I got a bad or a question. A question. Sure. Thing that I've, Give it to me. You know, I've been enjoying my time. I've been enjoying. I've also been watching the preseason games like a goddamn maniac. <laughs> Are we sure about this goddamn defensive scheme Nick Nurse has got cooked up? That we're all we always got to talk about this defensive genius Nick Nurse is, and I'm like, why? What is the point? of doing this strategy of having all these like guys who are the same size and who can switch and handle themselves. What is the point if you're going to fucking help so much and then like leave, like, like I leave like oak shooters open all the time. Like it's like, I can't, it drives me fucking crazy. And I think part of it is like, obviously familiarizing themselves and like getting better at doing the scheme. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the defensive scheme is so much work. And it, we always, and I, you know, the idea of like always get the ball out of Tatum's hands or whatever else, but it's like, I can't watch another Celtics game where fucking what's what like Grant Williams or whatever his name is, like lights us up for like, you know, mm-hmm. three threes. Like it's like, or like it, and even like against the Sixers, it was like, they're like helping off Seth Curry. I'm like, what are you doing? That's crazy. And anyway, so that's my, what do you guys think about this scheme? And do you think it's, one, I don't know if you can keep it up a whole season. It seems like exhausting. And it's just like, I don't know if I want to watch another season where we're getting, we're leaving the corner three open intentionally and we're just getting cooked all the time by like fucking Peyton Pritchard or whatever. Like it's like, it's so, I, yeah, that's my one question. I'm like, I don't know about this like scheme, especially because shouldn't the whole thing with these guys be that they can take their man and you don't need to help like, like who, why are you doubling that? For, why are you helping that much? Is my question, my issue, my fear. Hey, um, let me just say, I agree with you like a thousand percent. Yes. So, yes. you know, I feel like the first time I really started to see our system get exposed was when we lost to Boston in the playoffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's only gotten more so. It's only gotten where it's like, okay, Boucher... You know, he blocked a guy on three once. That's awesome. But like every, you know, twice a game, he's fouling a, uh, a three point shooter. And then, yeah. you know, Boston, the past couple of years, I think Boston's a good example uh, of a team that's totally figured this out. All you got to do is throw a couple pump fakes and, you know, a guy like Al Horford's going to go off from. Yeah. Three. And yeah, I, I actually I love the size. I don't love the nonstop gambling. I yeah, think that you're putting it's too frenetic and it's you're you're like against Houston like we played the other night I think you know you're going to explode them and I think particularly I like it on like the pick and rolls because it's like impossible to dribble against us but I think yeah I mean like I I just totally agree I feel like it's it's also going to wear and tear our guys to such a level and even if you get guys that are better at this it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do and the NBA changes fast. So I think that more and more teams are going to be like, just calm down. And this team is going to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And it's like, we let all these guys, and I, I understand the trade off that nurse is trying to get where it's like, okay, 
my whole the only thing I want to make sure is make sure that Tatum doesn't get hot or whatever, right? So I'm going to make sure it gets the ball out of his hands. But then what happens is the rest of the team gets hot. And then it's like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? And then it's like, maybe it works better if you don't do it the whole game. So it's like, these guys aren't ready to shoot. But like, now you can tell that, yeah, like you're saying, like the Celtics whole strategy is like, when you're open, take your shot because Mm -hmm. you're going to be open. And that's the way to beat this team. And it's like, and yeah, as far as the players, like, I think that's one reason why Pascal got mad last season because the guy's got to fucking run like, like every defensive position. He's got to run back and forth across the court and get like threes are just getting drained in his eye like all the time and And somehow recover for Baines yeah yeah it's like with COVID you know it's uh was a tough season um so I just I with this defensive scheme I'm like I feel like there's a time and a place for it like it does I can get when you want to up the intensity but it's just like I'm like I hate I hate the way they help it really drives me fucking crazy I yeah I, I totally agree um and well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to bust out mine. But, but Catherine, do you have anything to add to that or? Well, I think when we're gambling, it's not always just the three point shot. Like you mentioned that series last year against the Celtics. I mean, we made Daniel Tice look like an all star. I don't even know what team <laughs> yeah. that guy's on now. Like, I don't even Houston. know where he's in the Houston, world yeah. he is. He's on Houston now. So yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't we know. But we made that guy look like a star. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna disagree. Although I, of course, you know me. Like I love Nick Nurse, blah 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 blah. But like, I, I sure. just, I think we do it because we aren't strong enough offensively. Like we don't have like a go-to guy like we did in Kawhi. And I think that's why right. he's doing this because he thinks we have to win the team, the game by being the better defensive team. And then the offense is just going to be by whoever that night. But I, I don't think it's sustainable, but I'm also like this year with the Raptors, it's going to be so weird. Cause we don't get like Siakam back until I think it's like mid to late December. And I'm not sure when Boucher comes back and like, it's just, it's going to be a weird year either way. There's been some updates. I think Siakam is like four weeks away. Is he only four weeks away? Oh, that's it's, exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, I thought it, it was further. Boucher's 10. I, th- I thought it was too, but yeah, I think Siakam like is going to miss like, you know, hopefully no more than 10 games, which is uh, oh, still it's oh, I thought it was way but, more. Yeah. Can, we do a, can we do a light burn on Daniel Tice? Because it did suck getting uh, rocked in the playoffs by a guy who looks like he owns a surfboard shop. <laughs> oh my god that's yes i yeah i, I was just gonna say yeah. the german Birdman, but yeah. um, oh no he looks the like the, he looks like the guy from the offspring is his dad <laughs> <laughs> okay this is good nice yeah. round of tice, yeah. tice that, is guy is, that guy is really into sons of anarchy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that, that's uh, good stuff so that's my uh and it also goes back the other thing about it is that it goes back to my one concern with Nurse and this kind of, Freddie, like you and I were talking about it because I'm going up and down on the Gary Trent uh, escalator ride where one game mm-hmm. I think he's like not serious at all. And then I, I think the last two games he's actually been great and uh, mm-hmm. he definitely should be starting. And it's like, it's weird because Nurse is known as experimental, but I think he's so stubborn. And he seems like a guy where it's like, like he'll – He'll make it, he'll make the team play a certain way or he'll do something. And no matter, like, like it's on the players to fit his schemes as opposed to like, dude, maybe you should, uh, you can adjust, you know? I, yeah, I mean, you know, I I also love Nurse, I should say, but I, I totally agree. I think that stubbornness showed up. I was, I remember being shocked and frustrated that, Boucher, who, who we now know was completely ready, and Norm didn't factor into that Boston series. Our main advantage, I thought, was that we had more players that were better, and mm-hmm. we went with this tight rotation that exhausted everyone. Yeah. In this um, really small lineup, because like Ibaka was yep. even on the bench at the very end, too, and I thought yeah. he could have yep. made a difference. Against and, Daniel know, Tice. I mean, and Fred, like Fred and Kyle, that's, that's, that's hard against Kemba yeah. and Brown. Yeah. And, you know, I'm even... I, I mean, I don't want to... 
go too far in the weeds here, but I am going to be frustrated if, if, if Dragic gets a lot of minutes over, you know, guys I want to see develop. Like I'm happy to, for him to be on the team, but I, I think that I don't want him to play, you know, much more than Trent or whatever, maybe Svi or friggin' Malachi. Like, you know, I just, and I really want Fred to be able to play with four, like options. Like I don't want yes. him to have to share the court and playmaking decisions yes. with anyone anymore. He did that his whole career. Like, well, it'll yeah. be interesting because I feel like Nick Nurse really made a name for himself by being this guy that was known for making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he made a name for himself off of that. So if he's become or does become like the the opposite of that, I mean, that's going to get exposed by more than just us on this podcast. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I, I Maybe he's being, you know, preseason stubborn because he just wants to see like who can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably, you know, people fighting for minutes and rotation spots and all that. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's, uh, let's bring Maddie in here and, and move on. Um, we hit a lot of good things there. Um, I kind of want to just go in like a, you know, short, funny, silly direction. Uh, and I do think, oh, wait, l- let me just say though that, uh, and this is a good segue. I think, um, what I, you know, what stood out to me the most is how awesome Scotty Barnes is. He's yeah. like already like has, you know, a feel for the game that like, by comparison, like none of our featured players right now had when they came into the NBA. Did you like, hear blowing OG Pascal and Fred out of the water? Yeah. Like, like passing that looks like pretty elite. Yeah. Um, Did you hear what Jack said on the broadcast last night? And I thought he was like, Scotty already moves at his own pace. He doesn't let people speed him up. And I was yeah. like, that's so true. He just like gets the ball in his spot and he's like, he takes his time. He thinks about it. Even though his handle's like, his handle's like not good right now, but it's like that aspect, the fact that he doesn't panic almost makes up for it. Yeah. He, he looks pretty special. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to use that to say he's such a big personality. He's fun. And you know, we have precious and I feel like Delano Banton's already emerging as like a dude and like Svi is kind of like his own th- energy uh i feel like this team is gonna be like packed to the brim with just like big fun personalities so i want each of you to pick someone who needs like you know not a full bashing but like a little bit of a rebrand and what is that rebrand so uh yeah let's uh let's start with you um jordan let's like yeah so so which player is like you know maybe here's, could be a bit more lovable and here's well, here's what i got here's what i got for this i think it, I, i'm going with kim birch because I really like Kim Birch, and uh, I great think, choice. And I think he's kind of getting lost in the you know in all these big personalities right now. And I think what we need to do with Kim is really lean into the fact that he's like the least like like bubbly one. Like he's like so. I think I think the rebranding thing we need with Kim Birch is he needs to be like the new dad. Like of the oh, team. I like, this. <laughs> like I like the idea that he's like always kind of like. Like he's like, like he's like Matt. He's like, ah, oh, my, like, like I want Kim Birch to <laughs> oh, be my back. back. Yeah, my back hurts, or or like kind of like, like I want Kim Birch's vibe to be like he's like waiting for the kids to get into the van. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like he's like mad that Scotty's taking a selfie with like a Rocky statue because he's like, come on, the car's already running. Like I think that's <laughs> the way that we get Kim Birch on there. Like he's like. He's like the, the befuddled dad of the team, like kind of like put upon and like a little like, like, man, these kids, these kids are driving me nuts. <laughs> that's, that's, I think the way we take. Is we, Boucher older than Kim Birch? I believe he is. I think Boucher is like the oldest guy. Yeah, the I think team. he is. He's almost, he's 28, I think. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Birch looks older. As, as, I, as I look up their ages. Uh, great, great answer, uh, Jordan. Um, I, I think Birch is a, a perfectly pleasant guy, but like, yeah, let's uh, give him some sweatpants and you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, let's, out a bit. let's always have him in a barbecue apron. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like every presser uh, is up there. Ka- Catherine, who's your uh, who's your pr- uh, player in need of a rebrand? 
I mean, the real answer is Pascal Siakam. Okay, this is the guy that needs the fresh start on the team. And he also needs a better nickname because Spicy P was never a good nickname. And you could tell he never really liked it. And he didn't know what to do with it. And then he eventually just kind of reluctantly embraced it. But he's been through a journey even with his own brand. And I was trying to think of like a better nickname for him. But then I just kept thinking of names that made his name sound more like a dick. So <laughs> like, I couldn't get my brain out of the gutter fully. And then I thought it'd be fun if I was on here and I was like subversive and just started saying weird things. But people know that's not me. <laughs> Let me throw one out there. Let me throw one out there. Pickled Please. pee. Pickled pee. Pickled pee. Pickled. That's... <laughs> Pickled pee. Oh. I don't even know how that would reflect his game, even. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't. I, I thought of like maybe like 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 um instead of saying Siakam, you could say like Sockum. Okay. You know, like okay, yeah, like yeah, Rockham Sockum or something. Sure. Oh man, it's hard. This is hard. Yeah, no, it's. I'm sorry, it's I'm so creatively. Well, what would you like his brand to be now, outside of the nickname? What? How should we? There's like, no way he even eats that Nando's hot sauce. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> he has to get away from that. Yeah, he's he he. See, this is the this is like a full question. Like, how do we all? This reflect? is full. This is like you know, Siakam needs a team. Kem, yeah. you know, that's a quick fix. Yeah, yeah. Um, Siakam I know is why like, was that so yeah. easy? We're like Ken Birch, Grandpa Smurf. <laughs> uh, I mean, I will say Siakam's do working on the like, hey, I got back on the streetcar, feels good, even though it was a photo shoot. Oh yeah, know. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, stuff going the pandering has to stop. The pandering is too much. Can we? I, I know this is like, sorry, unrelated to your question, but like, the pandering is too much. It's so obvious. It's so fake. It's so annoying. From the whole it team? makes me feel stupid. Yeah, like it's like, oh, like Raptors fans are so dumb. We're just going to do this photo shoot on a streetcar and everybody's going to lose their shit. Like, yeah. and that's all it takes to keep us here. Like, you know what I mean? I just. Yeah. Oh, I love the Raptors. Goron Dragic went into a weed store I go to. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Shit, that's, that's my rebrand, bro. Um, okay, Goron Maddie. Pothead? <laughs> yeah, M- Maddie, who's your, who's your well, player? That would be so what? fun if Pascal had his own brand of weed. Maybe that, that, that is that'd a good one. Go There's some ex players I think could do that. But yeah, Matt, Maddie, yeah. who's your player and what's their rebrand? Well, I'm glad no one picked him because I think he really is in need of a bit of a rebrand. Malachi Flynn, I think, uh, nice, seems to be a really quiet guy. We saw what he did uh, with the Party in the USA song with Freddie Gillespie last season. Didn't win that. I feel like Freddie really stood out more. He, you know, Malachi looks pretty shy. I think he's got to embrace the red hair a little bit more. So I think that he needs to lean into that a little bit more. You know, like I don't know if he wants to do some Ronald McDonald stuff. I don't know what i don't know if he wants to do like a little some carrot top prop comedy for the guys (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm inspired by the name what if we go full amish for malachi (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just moves he moves out to waterloo or spring of flame let's do it he just starts making his own jams yeah yeah no power he's like me and all my family can build you a barn (laughs) <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> um, he shows up at every game in that outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's like is is Flynn a Scientologist? Like, no. no, he's Amish now. Um, like, oh, are they, are they different? No, not really. I don't know. Um, he won't. He won't read a stat sheet. It's too much technology. I oh, think yeah, Pascal needs to go badass. I think that's Pascal's like vengeance tour. I Heel? think Pascal's yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. gotta be like, fuck, fuck all of you. I'm jamming this like game down your throat this season. I think that's his um, like, like a leather jacket? Yes. Like the drive jacket. Yeah. From the movie drive. Pascal should start wearing that. I like that. <laughs> Uh, wait, so, so Maddie, was that, do, do we have you covered? I just want to make sure. Pretty much covered. I just, you know, I feel for the guy. I did say early last year that he's going to uh, adapt into a 20 point player. I stand by that. Uh, he, he just look at a couple of threes. He, he landed in that Houston game at the end there. I mean, he, he 
he earned those threes, and he he showed a, a lot of control to get in position Ooh. to do it himself. So it's cool to see. I am a team uh, Malachi for sure, but yeah, it's tough when you've got Scotty Barnes coming in and his personality is just so uh, infectious. Uh, yeah. You know, now that he's a sophomore, I think that it'll be interesting to see how he reacts and if uh, it'll affect his game time at all. Okay, here's mine. You ready? Freddie V. So Fred Van Vliet, everybody loves him. He's already amazing. But he's like the, you know, I feel like he's really getting weighed down by like, oh, okay, Pascal's jovial. So like, I have to be like the mean dad leader. Yeah. So I want him to just be like, fine. If I have to do that, then I'm going to basically do more Trey Young things and draw like insanely annoying fouls. And I'm just going to be like a guy that people hate league-wide. Like I'm fully, because like in those Atlanta games when we, like I like, he almost has this honorable way of playing, but you can tell he has the skill to be less honorable. And I just want him to be like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing what Chris Paul does. I'm doing what Trey Young does. I'm doing what Harden does. Uh, I'm now the leader of this team and I'm going to pump fake people and like get under them from three. I'm so like fill like, in. So go, like, just like, like just full pest, like yeah. full, like, you know, like maybe not taking charges like Lowry, but fully like, twist a guy's jersey and then like when the ref looks like fall back and like well he got teed up last night by he the did. ref and I was I was very interested by that because I you could see that Fred like or at least this is what I assumed is him being like I have to be like Lowry now like yes. I have to be the annoying guy the guy who's like always giving shit to the refs and like always like being annoying about like calls and stuff like that he does he's that yeah. guy so I say just, you know, put that leather jacket on and <laughs> can go for it. Well, you can use the Jays jacket. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. take the Jays jacket from that season and be like, guess what? This was a fun thing. Yeah. It ain't anymore. You know I mean? yeah, yeah. This is for the assholes. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's move on, talk some NBA. But uh, before we do that, let's take a quick break for our potential sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my oh. god. And we're back. <laughs> Maddie, uh, I know you're there. Please give me your most delicious sounding Adam Silver, whatever you got. Um, Foghorn Leghorn Sting. This is Adam Silver. Um, National Basketball Association. Association. <laughs> Matt was waiting for me. I knew it. You know. Um, but yeah, it is the National Basketball Association. Um, just FYI to to our listeners. Um, Catherine, let's go to you first. Uh, this okay. I hope I don't like make a, a jumble of this question, but. You know, there's been a lot of like off-season noise and me and you have talked about this kind of stuff in, in, in the past, like with last year, the acquisition of Drew Holiday. And like, it's kind of hard to tell, like, how much of a story actually is this? And, you know, it could be that like Ben Simmons, um, you know, returning to the Sixers, like doesn't go well, <clears throat> pardon me, and like it's a disaster and that Kyrie, you know, won't play and that's also a disaster. But both of these stories have a feel to me that's kind of like, will we be talking about them like two weeks into the season? Or are they just like these summer stories that like kind of we care about, but really we don't. I mean, here's the thing. This for both Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. This is, this is embarrassing. I agree. Like this is, Stop this. This is more embarrassing than Kevin Durant having a burner account. Like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) And I think even if we're not talking about this being impactful come, like, playoff time, fans will – I feel like fans are going to remember this. Like, this isn't something that fans are going to just forget out of nowhere. Like, I think – Ben Simmons going back to Philly is going to be a disaster. I'm just going to call it, even though I don't think that's a hot take in the slightest. Like, I think this is going to be a disaster. They've already had training camp without him. 
they've already had preseason without him. Like they're already like planning a life in a future without him. He probably already moved out of his house. You know, now he's like trying to lug some <laughs> shit back or buy. I don't even know what he's doing. He's just he's already lost like a million dollars, apparently, and decided I don't want to lose any more money. I mean, if I was thank God, this isn't my team. Like if I like thank God I'm not based in Philadelphia for this reason alone. Like this is this is the worst. Like I think Ben will get traded eventually. I think they need to up his trade value, which is why he's going back to play. I think that's what's that's the conversation behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to make an impact come later in the year. The thing with the Nets is that they're good even without Kyrie Irving. They're better with them, but they're so good without him. Right. And the thing with Kyrie Irving is like he left the Cleveland Cavaliers because he didn't want to play with LeBron James because he wanted to be a number one option. And he went from that to this in the span of like four years. Mm-hmm. Like this is a guy who doesn't like his job anymore. You know what I mean? Like he is yeah. acting like if it wasn't the anti-vaccine stuff, it would have been something else. Like yeah. this guy is disillusioned. He's disenchanted. He's unmotivated. He just doesn't want to be there. Because, like, look at, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, defend Wiggins here, but, like, Wiggins was an anti-vaxxer, but ultimately picked basketball over this. And I know he doesn't have the same, like, money or leverage per se, but, I mean, he's still, like, a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. So I just think, like, this would have happened to Kyrie Irving even if anti-vaxxing wasn't a thing. Like, he would have found a way to have this moment. And it's kind of, you know, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. I think the Nets will move on and they'll still be a great team. And ultimately, no, it won't impact wins and losses. Well, I mean, of course it's going to impact wins and losses, but I mean, like when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think we'll be talking about these narratives anymore, but I do think the fans will remember essentially. Damn. You know, well said on all accounts. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go straight, straight to you, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything Catherine said there, and like, yeah, yeah. What's I, what's your take? Do you think these are like consequential stories? Uh, I think they're. I think they are pretty consequential in terms. Like, well, it's tough because they're definitely more than just like they're definitely more than just like kind of drama news. I do mm-hmm. think. I do think Simmons, in terms of the actual game, that's going to, in terms of the team is a much bigger story uh, than Kyrie. Cause like Harden and Durant, that's like insane. Like that's already fucking insane. Like, and also Harden's healthy again. And they're, they're like going to torch the league. It's going to be fucking crazy. Like, it's like, like, like it's like, it's like, cause Harden was hurt last season. Cause he spent the, the last off season fucking like partying the whole goddamn time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you like yep. partied all through training camp. And then all of a sudden it's the first time I think he's like ever been hurt like that. So this season is going to be like, I think it's going to be crazy. I think Harden's going to like make up like moves on the court all the time and stuff. Um, I, in terms of Simmons and yeah, it is like, and, and Kyrie, I think you're right. Catherine, it's like Kyrie needs to start taking improv or something. He's got a, <laughs> He's like his Bro. passions. His passions else, elsewhere now. Like the guy is like, like I don't know. Start working with Andrew Yang or something and come up with. He's going to become like a Jordan Peterson. He's but Kyrie's interesting because he does. He does like it. May he like we've probably met so many people like Kyrie because like the way the pandemic kind of uh, demented some hippie brains. You know, like some hippies can't handle it. That's what like Kyrie is to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. He's a hippie. Kyrie's a hippie, and he can't yeah, like yes. he can't handle like. And so some, I literally just finished working with a hippie that the pandemic like broke her brain because it was like <laughs> that's what happens because they're like they're so used to being like no, I'm on my own journey to truth, and it's like well, some things you just have to accept as reality. We all share, you know what I mean? And it's like, and I I see, and so Kyrie's like, yeah, he's like on that journey. And Ben Simmons, it's like, Ben Simmons reminds me one time I got in a fight with my, uh, with a, a girlfriend at the time and I, I stormed away and I, I went to my apartment, but I was planning to stay at her place and I had forgotten my keys and I knew that, but I still did the storming and then I had to sleep in the hallway of my apartment. 
And, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what Ben Simmons is like right now. Like it's, it's such a like a, it's a temper tantrum. It's such a little temper tantrum. But I will say this: I I hope they don't trade him, and I hope the dude just starts taking fucking shots. Because if he starts taking shots, the Sixers can win the fucking championship. It's crazy. Like if he just starts to, if he even becomes like a thirty-four percent three-point shooter, which by all Instagram accounts he could, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I think it's, I think the Simmons one is a much bigger story because if he's on the team, I think they can go to the finals again. Not again, I think they can. And if he's not, then who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't think he can. That's the thing. I really don't think he can. You don't think just because it's too much, it's too toxic? No, well, not well. There's that, but I just don't think he's going to hit those shots because this is a conversation that's been happening for years. Like everybody acts like, oh, this is all because of like the playoff series and mm-hmm. losing to the Hawks, and it's like, no, no, this has been going on since like yeah. even before the pandemic. People yeah. talking about like Ben Simmons not hitting threes, not hitting outside shots, and it's just like. If this guy was going to hit outside yeah, shots, it would have happened by now. Like last season, he had the same numbers similar to his rookie season. Like yeah. he is not on an upward trajectory at all. And that's why he hasn't been traded because he doesn't have the trade value oh, yeah. that they want him to have. He is so overrated at this point. Yeah, oh, definitely. And like, and I guess the free throws is a much bigger issue than the right. three pointer thing. But I just think so, it's like, like it's just sad to me because it's like I think Embiid's fucking amazing and I really want him to win a championship. If, and if they're not going to be able to, like, this might be the window closing for Embiid, you know? Because it's like, how are they going to get another superstar there? They can't. Yeah, I mean, so okay, I, I just wanted to throw a couple things here. One, mm-hmm. this is from way earlier in the pod, but I said I was going to do it. Chris Boucher is twenty-eight, and um, Kem is twenty-nine. So Chris Boucher oh. is okay. So the dad throwing that out there. Um, ben Simmons uh, statistically did have a, uh, a worse year than the uh, year before. So he's yeah. actually like on the slight decline. So you're totally right, Catherine. Um, and then just to the Embiid point, I feel like we were talking about plotting centers um, earlier in, in the podcast. And I think it's like the symmetry. That's where I'm with you, Catherine. Like, I feel like Ben Simmons can be a star player, is a star player, was runner runner up defensive player of the year, which is insane. But, you know, and, and to your point too, Jordan, like Philly was first in the East and they yeah. like were smashing last year. And, you know, they they lost in seven to a Hawks team that's shouldn't beat them, but you know, isn't crappy. But I do think that there's like there's long-term fit issues. I'm I'm actually glad I brought this up because I feel like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like this seems like it's either the, like it's hard to tell if we're in the beginning, middle of an or end of a story. And Catherine's point about, uh, you know, Kyrie not enjoying his job is like so bang on to me because it's kind of yeah. like there's just clear frustration there. But but I want to keep things going here. So, um, Jordan, I'm going to go to you on the next question. And uh, yeah, I just want you to pick a team for me that is um, like your wild card or just don't know how to read team. Bad or good. Uh, I'm going to go the Kings. The Kings, I was watching like a preseason game and I'm like, how is this team this bad? Why are they so bad all the time? Because that's like a nice five. Like, like I forget it. It's like, it's like Halliburton, Fox, uh, Holmes, Barnes at the four, probably. I don't know who's playing three for them, but it could be Buddy Heald. It could be, you know, and then that, that rookie they drafted, Mitchell's like sick. He's awesome. And um, you said Halliburton, right? Yeah. I think he's like there too. I don't know who's at three right now. For them. Yeah, Barnes, Bagley, Holmes. Oh yeah, Bagley, Bagley. You gotta get off Bagley because that's a that's bad. But I don't know. It's just like I just don't understand like like why they're so bad. Like why they're always because I'm like that's a pretty good. Like if all those players were on the Raptors, I'd be like pretty psyched about that team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I feel like they do. I mean, it's it's a good it's a this is like exactly what I was looking for with this with this question because I think I mean, Luke Walton's still their coach, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's problem. that's very toxic, you know. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, and they, they they're all like, we'll take Terrence Davis. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I think yeah, the Kings yeah. have definitely been like a sewer of sorts for a long yes. time, 
And I, I, that's what I was going to say, like before Catherine made the, the, uh, the Walton, like, you know, reference joke, like it, they do have a bad culture. So yeah. I feel like that might be the difference we're looking for, but that this is the type of team I'm looking for. Who, wait, who's yours, uh, Catherine? Uh, well, I have two. I'm sorry. I hope that's okay. But uh, real quick, I, I think sure. a wild card team, the the Dallas Mavericks are a real wild card for me. I mean, oh we know God, we all know nice. Luke is going to be great, but I mean, I'm not a believer in Jason Kidd. I'm just going to say either. that right now. How many chances and and how big can his collar get? <laughs> I mean, that was so yeah. wild. Well, this guy when they bring in Colangelo, he's coaching bigger. basketball and bowling shirts out here. I mean, this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> and then and then I'm not a believer in Porzingis either. Um, but that that franchise. It, is making a lot of weird gambles around Luca. And I think yes. if this season goes well for them, that's going to change the Western conference. But if it doesn't go well, then you're going to hear a lot of like, get Luca out of their talk. Yep. And yeah. I think this is a real make or break year for their relationship with Luca and what their long-term future is with him. Um, the other team is the Timberwolves. Um, I think they're a huge wild card team. Um, everybody's rooting for Carl Anthony Towns to have a big comeback year. Um, Anthony Edwards in his sophomore year, like yep. they, we don't know, you know, what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. I wonder if they'll try to trade him or not, but I think, you know, they've got, uh, yeah, they have the, the Raptors old assistant as their <laughs> coach. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things happen with Minnesota. I don't know if they're going to like, try and make like a big push for things or if they're going to try and double down and maybe even try to trade Carl Anthony Towns. Like that's a real wild card situation. I like Pat Beverly on that team. I think I dislike Pat Beverly on any team (laughs) and I'm happy he's on a team like that. So I only have to see him maybe once or twice. I I hate Pat Beverly, but like for that team, like this young, like kind of like team that can't, doesn't really know how to win. I wonder if Pat Bev like, no. Helps them. I'm. I'm. He can, uh, he can teach them how to sit on a scorer's bench when he's frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> definitely in the Pat Bev camp of like. I think he could be an effective like player that doesn't play minutes. Yes. Like, but I don't. But I've been out on the on the. I mean, also it's for me. I have them looped together, which is not fair. But I've been so out on 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 Pat Bev and Lou Williams as productive forces in the NBA for like. A while, Rondo too. I'll throw in there. Yeah, I, as, yeah, as that's everyone, good, they, that's they, a good list. Yeah, the people like these guys are winners, and I'm like, are they though? Yeah, are they really? Like, yeah, I, I don't see it at yeah, all. They lose all the time. <laughs> they lose a lot, and they're kind of toxic personalities. Yeah, that's true. It was like, do you remember when when Lenny Wilkins was coaching the Raptors, and they'd be like, oh, he's the most winningest coach in NBA history, and it's like he's also lost the most. <laughs> yeah. Like so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Let's let's do some quickish questions. Jordan, sorry we jumped on you for Pat Bev. No, no, no. Um, you guys are right. I was, I was, I was. You were right. He sucked. I think we're all right. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jordan's like wrong or anything. No. Um. And my team, by the way, was uh was Philly, uh, or sorry, not Philly. Oh. It, it was um the Mavs. The, the Mavs nice. are my team. Oh, Luke the same is amazing. Yeah. Jason Kidd. I. I. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. And also, I think going from Rick Carlisle to Jason Kidd is like it's going insane. to be rough. It's insane. Uh, in he's a gonna lot like, of ways. He's going to like Jason Kidd. Did you read the, 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 what he did from like when he's coaching the Bucks? There's like excerpts from this book. It's like crazy. He's like the kind of guy. It's like, if he caught you like smoking a cigarette, he'd make you smoke the whole pack. Oh. Like, that's like, what <laughs> yeah, he, he runs a team. Like he's a mafia member. Yeah. He runs it like fucking like he's like trying to get like, He's like working for Maury Povich. It's like fucking crazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, since like, we're talking Jason Kidd, never forget like when he got someone to spill the drink on him. If you haven't seen it, never please forget, go yeah. watch it right away. It's one of the most embarrassing oh. coach moments of all time. Um, he is holding a drink and a player is walking towards him and he's like, hit me, hit me, hit me. Like saying it quietly. And then he fake drops the drink on the court to like waste time and it's like because like, he didn't have a timeout because he didn't have a timeout. Oh, it's comically hilarious. embarrassing 
Can I ask? Immediately. Sorry. Before we get into quick questions, can I bring up a team real quick? Because I'd like to know you guys' thing, like real quick. Sure. Real quick, real quick. What about the Bulls? Are you guys high on this Bulls team, or do you think it's smoke and mirrors? They, I, I, they're, I'm all, they're one, they're in this mix for me. Like, I, I, I kind of don't exactly know. I don't know where the defense is going to come from, but I think they have some this talent. Is, the this is what's going to happen. Nice. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to call it right now, right now. <laughs> but you got to, you got to mark this. Raptors, Bulls, play in game. I can see Raptors, play in game. And finally, DeRozan will suddenly magically know how to play in a clutch moment. That is so going to happen. Uh, Okay, since we're throwing wild stuff out, 3 6 Raptors Heat matchup. We upset the Heat. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Hey, hey. Okay, That's but uh, crazy. let's do some let's do some quickish questions. Um, Maddie, good sir, why don't you give me that quickish questions sting? Quickish questions. Okay, quickish questions. I'm going to go as quick as I can. You know what I mean? As implied. Um, but it might not make sense. That's okay. Your job as guests is to answer these questions as, as quickly as possible. possible. No. Yeah, you got it. You got it, Matt. I don't know what you said under your breath there. You're probably already pissed at me. Um, that's okay. You know, take that energy and just one word answers if you got them. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's uh, you know, just keep the speed up. Uh, let's go. Um, Let's go, Catherine, Jordan, Matt, when you're ready. Okay. Catherine, how high is too high on Scotty? Uh, how high is too high? No, reach for the sky, baby. Scotty Barnes, it's his rookie year, and he's already looking elite. Yes. Jordan, Precious is always referred to as a five. But isn't he maybe better suited to be a four, ideally? Um, no, but I do wish he get he would get better at setting screens if he's going to be a five. Maddie. Yes. If Giannis wins another MVP and another championship this year, where does he rank all-time power forward? Whoa. Um, I think he'd definitely be solidified in the top five for sure. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Catherine, maybe an off-season question, but who out of Precious's siblings has the best name? I don't know his siblings' names. We'll get back to that, and I'm going to look it up. Let, 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 <laughs> let me let me float you, because they're interesting names. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll float you another uh, question in the meantime here, Catherine. Uh, nurse said Utah has one of the last three spots locked down. Who gets the other two? Oh. Uh, oh, can you pass that to somebody else? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You know I'm what? Sorry. This, this is fine. Jordan's got, Jordan's got <laughs> Jordan, what's up? Who gets the last two spots? It's going to be Bonga's going to get one. I think he looks dope, actually. Okay. And then, uh, it's unfortunately for our vibes, maybe Decker. Fair enough. Fair, yeah, yeah, that is unfortunate for the vibes. Um, okay, uh, Maddie. Yeah. It's just simply, what's on your mind? <laughs> uh, a quarter pounder with cheese. I don't know. Do I have to explain it? <laughs> don't explain it. <laughs> um, Catherine, I'm going to ask you that question again, and I'm just okay. going to read you the names of the siblings quick. Okay, so, thanks. Uh, best precious sibling names. Uh, the candidates are God's Gift Achua, God's Will Achua, Promise Achua, Peace Achua, or Grace Achua. Whoa. This God's wh- Gift is a name? That's right. Or God's Will. No one tell Drake this. <laughs> I know. It's a whole album. Yeah. I actually like Peace. Yeah, me too. I is think- that is that weird that that's no. my pick? And I do. I kind of think Precious is the best of all. But uh, actually, Precious is the best out of all of them. But with the others, with the runner-ups, all the peace. 
Okay, as Jordan. a name, as a name. Jordan, yeah. what's on me, Freddie Rivas's mind? Um, man, uh, I wish my name was God's will. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering about the names, honestly. Um, I don't I, think those are too uncommon for Nigerian names. No, I don't think so. Like, I think, I think it's, it's like, definitely like a shock to our system. But yeah. um, I actually grew up like, right near a religious, very religious family. And it was hope, joy, faith. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Cool. But uh, Maddie, mm-hmm. trade for Simmons? Question mark? No, no, no. You look at his attitude for Philly. They'll think it'll be like here. <laughs> oh, my God. Aww. It'd be horrible. He'd be like pouting. Oh, never mind. Maddie D's like the Michael Scott meme, just like no, no. God no, God, no. <laughs> Catherine. Yes. Pick one raptor and assign them a Ted Lasso character. Example: OG is Roy Kent. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, the thing is, is that as someone who has read and reviewed Nick Nurse's book, Ted Lasso is like based on his life. Like Fair. he, Nick Nurse is Ted Lasso. People don't know this. Like that is literally what Nick Nurse was like when he went to coach in Europe. Like those two are akin to each other. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, that's 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 a good one. Um, Jordan. Yeah. How many more long-bodied guys should we sign who have lots of wingspan and can defend ones through five? <laughs> uh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I'd love, I'd love to, if we're going to sign anybody, just please let them be good at dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maddie. Yeah. You get, you, uh, this is just how it's lining up, but how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. Is that the question? <laughs> yep. Um, I'll read them. Catherine, uh, everything all right? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's great. I was wondering when I was going to get an easy one. So thanks. Fair. Um, <laughs> Jordan, how many uh, points a game is OG going to average this year? 22. I know that's high. I think he's, I, he looks fucking sick. OG looks incredible. Yeah, he does like, look good. His, his hand, he looks graceful, which he's never looked before. Like, he looks smooth. I agree. That's a good way to describe it. It's like before it was always really awkward, and now he looks like that. When he did that jumper over Horford, like on the drive, it was like a mid-range jumper. It was like, fuck. That's looking- sick. Beautiful. Maddie. Mm-hmm. Are the Nets a better team with or without Kyrie? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to say better with him if he's playing like Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, can play. But with all this stuff, they're a worse team with him just being around at all. Catherine, who's better if they were 7 2, Scotty or Malachi? <laughs> I'm going to say Scotty. <laughs> Jordan, yeah. who is your breakout player of the year? For the Raptors or for anybody? Um, let's say for the Raptors. For the Raptors, who's going to be the breakout? Um, outside of the big ones, like I think OG is gonna be, I think OG is gonna be fucking crazy this year. But uh, I'm excited for Svee. Yeah, you're awesome. Svee. Uh, Maddie. Hmm. Uh, let's uh, say from the Raptors as well. And this is the last question here: Who regresses the most? Regresses the most. I'm gonna say Freddie Gillespie. Okay. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna regress his way. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, wow! Yeah. You know, you thought we were harsh on Baines. <laughs> Freddie's looking rough. Yeah, he's, he's not looking, looking good. Very bad out there. Listen, <laughs> he's my namesake, so I'm still holding out hope. But uh, the man looks lost out there. You've got two oh, yeah. Freddies on the team. Don't be greedy. Come on yeah, now. You know. Uh, <laughs> and and we're Toronto guys. So, but but hey, we we've made it to the end of the pod. Um, this was fun. Guys, oh. you're, you're a lot of good takes here. A lot of like just silly shit too. Um, Catherine, I promised that uh, I, I would properly plug your album, which for me isn't plugging it because <laughs> I would mess up the details. So uh, what's up? Tell, tell people what's going on. 
Uh, I'm recording my comedy album October 15th and 16th at Comedy Bar. Uh, I just got a message before doing this podcast that tickets are still very available (laughs) and (laughs) want me to do a big push for them. So please come and have a good time. (laughs) Come laugh. Support Catherine. She's hilarious. Comedybar.ca if you want to get tickets. Yes. Nice. Hello. Is it now? Is it County Bar Danforth or County Bar Ossington? Ossington, Ossington. Okay, sweet. Actually, imagine I showed up to the wrong <laughs> venue. You're like, I'm. Uh, I'm at this venue that's still under construction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this where I'm performing? Tonight? No. Um, tickets are slow. Tickets are slow. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, what's uh, what's up? Yeah, I, I, know, uh, I know you're writing, but uh, I got I got a I got a new album out. I got an album out, so check it out. Oh my god, uh, yes. amazing! On all platforms. Yeah, and what what's it called? Sorry, it's called Friend Daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Adam Christie named it, so friend of the pod, I imagine. Oh, oh yeah, yes. friend, enemy of the pod. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, guys, we we made it. That's the pod. Thanks everyone you know for listening and like we're getting more and more feedback too which is really fun uh yeah and thank you both for doing it this is uh this is a good time maddie if you feel like we're we're done and good to go please sir just give me those sweet words okay Okay. this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network 